how do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. Cannot write my name.
Welcome to a very special episode of VHS Life. I say very special episode because I'm your single host for this one. Just me, just the one and only John fucking Rhodes. That's right, it's just me tonight. I'm sitting here at Press Play Video waiting for a very special delivery and no, no we're not back open yet. But Tony's still getting a special delivery of whatever the fuck he gets. So I thought I would take this opportunity to uh, try out a little bit of this new equipment. I hope I sound better. And to try something new. Try something a little bit different with you guys because why not? So instead of just sitting down and bickering with my handicapped friend, I thought we could try something a little bit new. I want to sit down and actually want to talk to you guys about some real world scary stuff. Now I'm not talking politics, I'm not talking anything like that, no, 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 that doesn't interest me. I actually want to talk to you guys about witches. That's right, witches. Riding broomsticks, casting spells, the whole fucking deal. And before you shut this off, allow me to explain myself. I think it's very interesting. Not just witches in general, but the whole concept. Paranormal things. The occult all of it. I find it very interesting. I find the possibility of it deeply fascinating. And I think you guys should too. 
And here's why. Because if you leave the possibility of this open, if you keep that as an option in your mind, the flavor of life just gets so much better. The mystery of the world is just all around us. And I think the possibilities, just even if you allow that to creep into your mind a little bit, allow things to be so much more interesting. And even even if you just keep an open mind to shoot these things down later on, that's fine. Because here's the whole point of this, in my opinion. Keeping an open mind is one of the most important things you can have in the entire world. Because it allows you to see things differently. So, if you want to take this adventure, sit back and relax. Because we're going to dive into some real-world horror with three cases of witchcraft that I think are very interesting. And, hopefully, you find interesting too. I mean, let's, let's face facts. Witches have walked among us since the beginning of time. Almost all cultures all over the world have a belief in witches. And hell, even the major religions, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, all recognize witches. There's been references to them in many early texts from ancient Egypt, Babylonia, and even the Roman Empire. Also, they've been in early literature with classics like Homer's Odyssey and Shakespeare's Macbeth. During the 15th and 18th century, there was actual widespread fear that evil witches were a true threat. Those accused of witchcraft were believed to engage in sorcery and worship the devil, who granted them malevolent powers in exchange for their souls. Due to this widespread fear, many people were accused of being witches. Hell, an estimated 40 to 60,000 people were executed during the witch trials. The peak of these were during the European Wars of Religion, or basically from the mid-1500s to the mid-1600s with sporadic trials thereafter. Man, this all seems like it's in the past, doesn't it? It all seems like it's ancient history, stuff that we've moved beyond. Well, not really. In a recent poll ran in 2005, it shows that 21% of Americans still believe in witches. And shit, in India, around 2,100 suspected witches were murdered between the year 2000 and 2012. So, we all know what witches are. We've all heard of them. We all know the whole thing of green skin flying on a broomstick, pointy hat, the whole deal, right? Well, how much of that is true? How much of that's bullshit? Well, that's why we're here. Let's take a look at a few cases from history, and we'll just have to see. Well, it seems like the best place to start, and the most obvious, is with the case of Alice Young, the first woman convicted of witchcraft in America. Windsor, Connecticut was suffering from an epidemic of death in the spring of 1647. Many believed it to be an outbreak of influenza now. But the disease claimed many lives, including Jong Young, the husband of Alice. Alice was accused of causing this plague along with the death of her husband after she was seemingly miraculously spared from this disease. Alice was tried and then hung on May 26, 1647 in the area of Hartford, Connecticut. Little is known about her other than this and that the death stopped shortly after her death. But, interestingly enough, her daughter, Alice Young Beeman, 
would be accused of the exact same crime in Springfield, Massachusetts, 30 years later. Odd coincidence, isn't it? Okay, let's take a look at a more recent case. The case of the murder of Janet De Palma. On the afternoon of August 7th, 1972, the 16-year-old Janet De Palma left her home in Springfield, New Jersey, telling her mother that she was going to catch a train to a friend's house. However, on September 19, 1972, a dog returned to its owner with the decomposing remains of a human hand and forearm. The police were contacted and they quickly began searching the woods where the dog had been. Shortly, the rest of the body was found sprawled atop the cliff face named the Devil's Teeth. The body was lying face down so badly decomposed that dental records were needed to identify her as Janet. According to several eyewitnesses, Janet's remains were surrounded by a series of strange and possibly occult objects. All these things were found inside a coffin-shaped perimeter carefully woven out of branches and logs. There are also some accounts of dead animals being hung from the trees surrounding her body. The police were unable to produce any leads, and the case has gone cold. However, a group known as the Witches operated in the area for years, and it has been rumored that they are responsible for several of the missing children in the area and many other strange occurrences. As odd as that all sounds, the police have lost the case file and have no further interest in it. Hell, there's even been a book written about the discovery of several instances of possible cover-up connections with other unsolved murders and previously unknown suspects. So, seems a little odd. Also, Pamela's body being face down is a traditional burial for a witch. But, let's take a look at a much more famous case now, shall we? Let's take a look at a very special case. This is the one and only time in American history that the official cause of death was cited as witchcraft. This is, of course, the case of the Bell Witch, which some of you may know is kind of an inspiration behind the Blair Witch Project. In the early 1800s, John Bell moved his family to Red River, Tennessee, which became Adams, Tennessee years later. Bell purchased some land and a large house for his family. Over the next several years, he acquired more land, up to 328 acres, actually. One day in 1817, John Bell was inspecting his cornfield when he encountered a strange-looking animal setting in the middle of one of his cornrows. He was utterly shocked by the appearance of the thing, he described it as having the body of a dog but the head of a rabbit. Bell attempted to shoot the strange creature only to have it vanish in front of him. He thought nothing more of this and went about the rest of his day. After dinner, though, that evening, the Bells began hearing a beating on the walls of their home. The mysterious sounds continued only getting louder and faster with each night. And each night, Bell and his sons would hurry outside trying to catch whatever the hell this was. In the weeks that followed, 
the bell children began waking up frightened, complaining that rats were gnawing at their bedposts. And it wasn't long after that the children began complaining of having their bed covers pulled off them in the middle of the night. Their pillows tossed onto the floor while they were sleeping. And all this by an unseen force. Soon family members were actually being physically attacked, struck, scratched, and even having their hair pulled. Elizabeth Bell got the worst of it. She was slapped, pinched, bruised, and even pricked with needles. Can you imagine that? God. At first, John Bell was determined to keep this a secret. But his friends soon found out, and they agreed to investigate. Through much effort, the men were able to actually get the thing to identify itself. And it did so, calling itself a witch. People all over Red River soon learned of the witch, and she made appearances in more homes, making strange noises and actually even speaking to people all over the county. The witch became so famous that future president and then general Andrew Jackson actually even decided to visit the home. He actually even experienced the witch himself. It spoke to him and actually physically removed one of his men from the house. Now sometime later, John Bell fell victim to bouts of a strange illness. And the witch actually claimed responsibility for this. While he was sick in bed, the thing cursed and continued to hit him, never allowing the poor man to rest. One day, he went to bed and just never recovered. He was found senseless in bed one morning and, and soon passed away. The witch was said to scream in triumph. She even made an appearance at his freaking funeral. Can you believe that? She was laughing, cursing, and singing as John Bell was buried. The witch, though, didn't vanish with John Bell's death. For several more years, she would plague the family. Now, who was the Bell witch? There's much speculation that Kate Batts, a neighbor of the Bells, and who had heated arguments with John, was a witch. However, there's another theory that an old woman who had been run off the land as John purchased more and more land, and had actually been forced to relocate to the cave nearby the home, was in fact the witch. Who the real witch was has been lost to history. But I leave you with this question. How much of this is true? When you stop and think about these three cases that I've presented to you, sure, there's plausible explanations. There's also a lot of mystery there. Let's, let's take a look back real quick. Now... We know in the 1600s, medicine wasn't the best. So, with Miss Alice Young, it could have been influenza. However, the death did stop shortly after she was hung. And let's face facts, her very own daughter was accused of the exact same crime 30 years later. And witchcraft was usually passed down through the family. Usually, from mothers to daughters. And as for the ritual killing of Janet De Palma, it reeks of witchcraft. Sadly, there's 
nothing really there more that we can grab onto, probably because people don't want us to. This, you have to realize, was during the height of some of the satanic craze. America at that point in time was quite rabid with it, and they wanted nothing more than to bury this horrible forgotten part of our past. So it's kind of understandable that something like this would get swept under the rug. But that's also really sad because this young lady and probably several others lost their lives to this group known as the witches. Now what their intent was, I'll probably never know. As for the Bell Witch, there's been so much speculation around this that it's hard to say. But I can honestly say it's one of the most engaging and interesting stories. I mean... A man moves his family to town, purchases up a bunch of land, pissing off some people in the process, and his family becomes plagued. And really, the only thing you have to ask yourself is, can you explain away all of this? There's a little bit of this mystery left where it makes you ponder, where it makes you sit back, look at this, and think, maybe, just maybe, there's a little bit of truth to this. Just maybe, there's something there. And that, my friends, is the whole point of this. The whole point of all of this is for you to sit back, listen to this, and ponder it over and think, maybe, just maybe, there really are some witches out there amongst us. And welcome back. Now let's take a little look at some current modern day witch. Fi- Rich, what the f- speedy delivery? The fuck are you doing here, man? Oh, you know, since uh, my podcast fell out, 
I needed work. Tony hooked me up with delivering these sweet fucking VHSs, dude. Oh, so you're you're part of the delivery crew now. All right, awesome, man. Yep, that's pretty much all the work I can get. <sighs> the fuck, the fuck's going on here? Uh, well, uh, I usually don't know when the delivery guy's coming, so I was wasting some time recording a show about witches. You're by yourself, though. Yeah, yeah, solo show, trying something new. Solo show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Solo podcasts, they never work. Yeah. But, you know, hey, this is a witching hour. We're educating people about witches, and I was just about to talk about some uh, modern-day witch films. Modern-day witch films, like the fucking Blair Witch. Yeah, dude, that was a fucking awesome film. Yeah, you know it wasn't, though. What? Seriously? Yeah, seriously. We're, we're gonna do this right now? Oh, we're gonna do this. Okay. I got a fucking hour to kill. We'll do this. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So please explain to me. Here, come grab a seat. How the fuck do you view Blair Witch as a bad film? I I don't understand how you say it's a bad film. Uh, Are you talking before or after the title change or after the movie got released, bombed, and then the people that wrote and directed it come out and was like, Well, it wasn't really the Blair Witch anyway. It was Aliens. <laughs> well, yeah, that fucking happened. You could go back and look on Twitter at, and all their stupid interviews that the motherfuckers try to say, Well, it wasn't really the Blair Witch. It was Aliens. So you just made a worse movie even worser? More worse? More worse would good. be the correct more English. Worse. But let, let's exclude the bullshit like that because that doesn't influence the quality of the film we're talking about it does though uh, okay a title change from within the woods to blair witch okay that that's a nice way of hiding what project you're doing i actually appreciate that it could have been now no the backlash could have been the the execution was kind of poor the backlash you know what i Man, I don't, I don't give a fuck about that because let's face facts, that there are so many filmmakers out there that have actually stood up for their films and now are pretty much blacklisted for it, or you just keep quiet about it. I, there's a no-win scenario with the internet nerds out there when it comes to shit like this, and I, I, honestly, it, it it's pretty frustrating when I'm looking at this film and it's the only horror film that actually fucking scared me this year that elicited any type of response and everyone's just like, oh, it sucked. It wasn't that good. That's, no. If that scared you, dude, I, that's embarrassing. That's not embarrassing. That's really, that was, no, it that is. was the to best say that horror film fucking, released in adult. theaters this year. You are an adult. Year. We are not in prison anymore, Damon. You are an adult. I am. That does not scare you. It does. It, it that should scared not, me. You know what's scary? A creepy fucking blind veteran kidnapping Didn't scare me at all. your sister and gonna shove a fucking turkey baster up her vagina not scary. to make his new kid. Not scary, but it's fucked up. Fucked up's not scary, man. Fucking does it, Honestly, well, the I, whole turkey baster child thing no, almost that's lost kinda, me. That was that was no. fucking dumb. Dude, that was like, oh shit. No, that was like, oh. Dude, that was the, probably, you know, that was one of the top movies of the fucking year. It was but, clever. Uh, again, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, that's it was it adults, was it was but clever, if, but it wasn't. If we're scary. gonna run around and pretend like it's 1999 and we're 12, okay, yeah, then sure, the Blair Witch was scary. Okay, let's oh, actually. Talk oh, about I got this. a drone. I got a drone. 
We're in the woods. You see the woods? Scary. Okay. Oh, so- oh the black couple, they don't like camping. That silly black couple, and they're not camping. So let's actually logically discuss this. Yes. First off, what what was kind of the first thing that stood out to you that you didn't like about this? The first thing? Really, I went in like, this is going to be good. Okay. Because the, the fucked up thing here is, is the, the man who directed and wrote it, you know, Barrett and... Uh, Wingard. Yeah, thank you. Barrett and Wingard are two of my favorite fucking dudes right now, you know, making movies. They have not put out anything that I didn't like, so going in, I'm like, this is going to be fucking great. I was like, we're getting a a true sequel. I was like, it's going to be fucking perfect. Then we get into the movie, and it just falls apart. Why do you say that? the very opening shots, just the, the... overly jerkiness of the way it was shot, which didn't even make any sense because the two know how to do found footage. They made VHS a really fucking good movie. VHS, you know, one and two, really fucking good, and they did, you know, the found footage thing. So they should know what they're doing. But then we get to a movie where it's like, okay, so to make a found footage movie, we just say we're looking for the Blair Witch and we're going to shake some cameras. So you you are you it talking later, about the film in the very beginning the, that that yes, opening the, clip? Yes, the very beginning, the opening clip. Okay, that's kind of cool. Cut pull back where you know it was a YouTube video, and then with the little wrap around there to the end. Okay, we'll get to that. No, but, that's what I was asking. It was that the footage you're talking about, or you're saying the whole thing's jerky? Like no, that? the whole thing is a little too jerky, honestly. Like. And I don't understand how people say the first one made them sick, like you know, motion sickness. Right, right, right. Because it it does not affect me like that. Because there's really only one scene that's really overly jerky, and that's with the the hands on the tent, and they go running through the woods. That's the only scene that's like too jerky, you know, for the average audience. Well, me, it's I don't get I mean, motion sick either. But to me, uh, the original, the Blair Witch Project, was much more shaky, much more jerky. This one, I I didn't really have a problem with any of the camera work in this one. I thought it was pretty on point. This one felt way too jerky. Okay. It felt way more jerky than, you know, the original, the the Blair Witch Project. See, at at no point was I I disturbed by it. Whereas before I watched this one, I think literally the night before, I watched the Blair Witch Project. And there is a noticeable difference between the two. I think the quality of this one's higher. And I'm not saying, like film-wise, even though obviously it is, I'm, I'm yeah, saying, no, like, I, yeah, I get that. Shakiness. I, I, it didn't bother me with this one. I thought it was in keeping with what was going on with the characters in the film. And, you know, I, and I thought maybe it's because I was at a drive-in when I seen this, and I tried to rewatch it once it got released on DVD and Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Dude, I made it maybe 15 minutes in. I, not even that much. And I was just like, this is it's not good. The dialogue's not good. The characters aren't good. Except for the one character. The kid that sends him the video and, you know, ends up going into the woods with him and gets stuck in the woods. That dude did a really good job. Like, he was the most believable out of everybody in the film. I, the only... And it's not a... Wait, I'm sorry. No, it's not a film. It's not a... I don't, I don't want to use the word film. 
you know, because it's not a film, it's it's a shitty sequel, it's a movie, but in that movie, he did, you know, film quality acting. The only if that character that I had a problem with was the black character, and, and I, I thought they, they, I don't know if it was some of his choices on, on just, you know, his paraverbal skills or what, he just, he was kind of annoying to me, and I was actually somewhat happy he was the first to go. I, see, that's another thing. It's like you had to throw in the token black couple who don't like camping and die first. Dude, that's like really, watching like, Friday Seven and be like, "Oh, of course the black guy dies." No shit. Well, no, that no. See, that makes sense because that was that's where the cliche comes from. Is from that thing. Yeah, it's but like, to call out you, a cliche now that, and say that you don't like the film because it has no, cliches that, see, in it—that's that, part of the genre. That's why well, no, they that's are No, that's not cliche. part of the genre. It's called, you know, this is a totally different genre. This is supposed to be something completely different. No, it's a sub-genre in so horror. It's a shitty genre. You... I mean, really, found footage really does fucking suck. I, I, I disagree. And it's hard to do it. No, you can do it well. I agree there. But for the most part, that avenue of storytelling is really bogged down by a bunch of shitty people who can't make good movies so they're like oh well it's found footage so i i I think i think where you're getting confused is a lot of the products that in my opinion that are put out there are forced into found footage because it's a cheaper way of doing things instead of you know telling a story the correct way whereas if the story is meant to be told found footage then it totally works and, and yes, i think a lot yes. of those are real fucking obvious where it's just some like, of them yeah. work really well because you could tell okay this was the medium that this was written for right it's not like i wrote a movie and then was like oh shit i only got ten thousand dollars looks like we're making this a found footage movie and then it's like wow this is terrible right but the market did get flooded with found footage agreed, agreed. but these two guys should have known how to do found footage the right way because they have done it the right way and gave me something that I enjoyed. Dude, they did. And that's the thing. I don't get the hay for this. The found footage aspect of this is phenomenal. The little headgear things that gives us a point of view, great. I love everything they did with this because what it did was it took the original and it evolved it. It put it in modern day with all our conveniences. Of course, if you're going in search of somebody in the woods where you know their entire team got lost and there's been search parties and years looking for them of course you're going to bring everything you can of course you're going to bring a drone everything so that doesn't fucking happen to you you're going to take every advantage you can get and they did that i think everything that they used was smart and perfect it was perfectly fit for the film Tell me how they used the drone in a logical way, except for to show off one stupid fucking kill. And to let you know that, yep, you're definitely in the woods. It didn't have to be used in an amazing shot. What it did was it allowed you to to show how isolated they were. Sorry, I had to swallow. And then, yeah, it it was used later. So so what, man? That's... you're 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 condoning it because it had a drone and it didn't do something great with it. No, like you're you gonna expect? bring out a drone just to show me one fucking drone shot, the, and then the drone got stuck in a tree. Yeah, okay, it still fucking sucks. 
the way they used it. What did you want? They how, did, how they should did they nothing have used spe- it? Should they have seen a witch flying in the sky? Is that what you wanted? Did they? What what magical thing would have made the drone cool work for you instead of it just being part of the? Story? Okay, so well, let me go a little real quick, little writer's corner here. Uh so we have a drone. Okay, we have a ghost who can obvi- obviously uh, manipulate space and time. Could this ghost not also manipulate this fucking drone? Into where we get some real nice steady shots of it, you know, floating. The camera's floating now, literally, on a drone behind the person as we get some a really vicious kill by a fucking living tree or something. I don't know, because if we're going to go with the fact that all of a sudden this bitch can control space and time, it just seems like she could take over control of a drone. And give me some really fucking gnarly shots. Yeah, but, okay, so let's let's say suddenly the drone is floating up, and we get a shot of a character from behind, and we watch the a tree fall on them, crush them, and then they get dragged off by some unseen thing. What was the point of that? So many people would have been, okay, so they had a drone, just so it could float up and shoot me that shot, and ooh, yeah, you used that drone! No. It would well, have been no, a really, thing, it, man. It really it would have like served story, no point at all. It felt like the story was ripping a lot off of uh, Ghost uh, Grave Encounters, where it just wanted more people to come, and it's the video to get out there. Uh, I didn't really take it that so, way. I, I can yeah, see oh, that. Yeah, no, now you see it, and you're like, he's right. No, no, no. I, I don't... So if I, we're going to do that, why not just do what Grave Encounters did, and you know how he's walking down the hall, and the camera's floating? Because the fucking, you know, the ghost is floating the camera, filming him talking to the camera. Which you're, you're talking about out. part two, which was yeah, bad. Yes. What? No, part two was fucking good. No, it wasn't. I actually really like those two movies, and that's the first a, that's one great. of the. No, those are two movies where found footage done right eh. is extremely good. Eh. I I don't agree about part two. If they're still on Netflix, whoever's listening to this, please go watch them. They are great. Part two is awesome. Grave Encounters. Part two is passable, and that's the part best two. I, I thought it was it. decent, but it did really continue the story, though. I like that. And here's another point. Grave Encounters, how time and everything, you know what I mean? Yes, dude, Blair Witch definitely ripped a lot off of Grave Encounters. But let's let's so let's take a look at I the mean, original. We don't even need to argue that because we have video proof that But let's go back to know. the Blair Witch project. What was going on with those people? See, that's the thing I like about this is it takes everything that happened in the Blair Witch project and it shows us more. It evolves it a little bit. It just gives us more of that. We get an understanding. Not really. I could see how the witch could manipulate, you know, the forest as if the forest was a living, breathing entity. Okay. I get that. Swallowing up a paths, you know, that plays right into my favorites like Evil Dead. You know, with right. the, the path, it's not there anymore. It's like the forest swallowed it up. Okay? I'm cool with that, dude. I'm fucking on board. But then you're going to tell me the bitch can make it fucking perpetually night? Yeah, that was in the first one. Uh, no. The sun did come up. It did several times, but at the, the one point, it didn't. When they found the house, that was supposed to be daytime. They, they couldn't mm. figure out what the fuck was going on. That was I all I don't there. know. 
See, I'm, I would argue that point as if that was just like, I don't think that was really meant to be taken that way, but whatever. But I'll even I'll give you the benefit of the doubt that that's, you know, canical. So they just expanded on this. It's, it was really fucking dumb. I, I liked that because what that did was that gave you an element of A, witchcraft, but B, it showed you that there was really no escape. There's no way out of this. This is a no-win scenario, no matter what you do. I mean, we, we see that the couple that was shoved off and comes back, it, it's only been a day, whereas they think it's been, what, two weeks? A week? Yeah. So the time frame is greatly distorted. Yeah, but then you're going to take, you know, Project Almanac and... Never watched it. Somehow the the future tape gets sent all the way back to the past? Yeah, time's all screwed up there. Okay, oh, oh, good with it. Oh, oh well, yep, yeah, okay. I, oh, I never no, saw that good. bullshit no, Project Almanac bull thing. Yeah, never saw That's it. A, it's a really good time travel movie. Yeah, I wasn't interested, sorry. I'm sure if it came out on a VHS tape, you would love it. I'll burn it and then degrade it, put it on a tape, and send it to you. And that will be on your best of forever list. Yeah, I doubt that. Because you'll be like, I love it. Anyway, what else? Because we're we're going back and forth (laughs) and you're nitpicking little things. I I don't understand. Little things? These are major fucking plot elements. A drone and the fact that the witch controls time. Okay? That is a major part of the movie that the witch controls space and time. Yeah, and and it's one of those things that you're either on board with or not. You know? It's like... Like I said, I would be on board with it if it was executed better. What was not executed well about that? What drew you out of that? And I see, I don't want to. It sounds stupid if I say explanation wise. Like I don't really need a big, you know, backstory of why. But maybe a little bit of the how, you know, the the manipulation of time, the reason for sending this video out and drawing in the the family members of the last chick from the last party. So you're looking for some big there. connection between it all. Well, yeah, that's usually what sequels have in you know, a connection to No, no, no. What I'm saying is you want a larger connection. You want this to be some kind of conspiracy. You want to understand in this sequel how the witch is controlling everything and, you know, Yeah, but you don't have to as you say drawing yeah, people beat me in over the and, head with it. Yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah. See, you're looking for that, whereas I never took it that she was drawing people in. You know, I I never once, and I've seen this probably four times now, twice in theaters, I've never once sat there and be like, oh man, she's drawing people in to fuck them up. That's never occurred to me. The the way I've kind of taken it is that, you know, the tape gets kind of tossed there, hidden there, just like the original film they were they were hidden okay uh these these kids stumble across it and of course you know you find something cool like this what do you do nowadays you put it on fucking youtube and you know this guy's been searching severely drastically almost obsessively for stuff like this comes across it and you know of course what does he do he's obsessive he's gonna go search 
So yeah, that's all the more connection you, I needed. And then when we no, get because in, that's a self-contained uh, time loop, is what it is. You're stuck in a time loop there, from him seeing his own video going into the woods, making the video, the video getting sent out, put online. You know what? It, it it's just a it's a timey wimey thing, and this is yeah, the time it's a time loop film. Yes. Okay. Which is not necessary for a good witch movie or a Blair Witch movie. And then the ending. Okay, so let's say I am on board with the fact that she can control space and time. We are all well aware that the last person to be there was his sister. Correct. In the house. So We're saying the house. She's, she's, yes, she's still an actress. She still acts. She's still out there. Eh, doesn't now, really act. She mostly just sells. Now, well, yeah, now she does a... Yeah, actually, I was going to say that she has a weed business. But she did act for quite some time before she started her weed business. Uh, we definitely could have brought her in. Why? And she... Well, because she's the point of this fucking sequel. Because her stupid-ass brother is going looking for her. But what? So if, okay, I'll let you go. I'll let you go, and then you know I'll what? question you. Go. She could, and if you're controlling space and time, why couldn't she be there? And to her, maybe only a couple months passed. I'll uh, let's might as well just continually rip off, you know, go, grave encounters too. Since we made it this far, ripping it off, let's go the rest of the way and make it. She thinks she's been stuck in the house for six months, but really, what? Uh, 15 years has passed. What was it? 17? I don't know. Okay, so... I, I get that you're saying that's the entire point of yeah, the Yeah, like, why wouldn't you have those two run into each other? And she's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm your brother. She's like, no, that's impossible. My brother's only, like, four. Well, and I've only been here for six months. A, no, you've been here for 15 years, and now I'm grown up, and I'm looking for you. A, a logical problem is is that she doesn't look remotely like that now. Uh, well, no, she she does. She looks close enough that to where, uh, you know no. what I mean? And you're if telling you me want, you can't go you, in and fix it with a computer? It, that's what I'm saying. You might as well just put somebody you know? in a green suit at that fucking point. Well, why not? That would have made the story at least... With a good ending, because but then that that's not the even that's not even the worst part though. the The worst part is that the ending ends, and that the movie does so terribly financially that the people that made it come out and were like, "Oh, well, anyway, we tricked you again because it's not the Blair Witch; those were aliens, and it was an experiment." So, on top of a bad movie, you just gave us a really bad fucking reason of why the movie is bad. Well, once again, you're burning external elements in here. It's not external whenever it's the people that made and, you know... That's like your parents saying directed. that you're an accident. Who gives a fuck? You're already here. You know, that, that's not like... Well, no, that that's still like makes Hitler's sense. mom saying, I should have swallowed. So what, bitch? All those Jews are still dead? Doesn't change a fucking thing. I never liked my son. Don't fucking care. Well, no, see, that That's sounds like bandwagoning. Of where, the point. Where Hitler's mom would be like, oh, yeah, I I should have killed him. Well, no, you're just saying that because he's dead now and he lost the war. Had he won the war, you would be like, I love my son. He's the greatest thing ever. It's irrelevant Same way of the quality of the film, though. These two obviously knew they made an inferior product. 
and they come out with a stupid answer to explain away their inferior product. But had this movie succeeded, you would have never heard any mention of fucking aliens or whatever stupid fucking thing they could have thought of. That that would have never been brought up. But to just try and, you know, I, I think you care it. too much about shit that's not actually in the film. You allow that to taint your opinion of the film. Well, I mean, that came out after I'd seen okay. that. Do you like Jeepers Creepers? Did. Yes. Okay, so you support him fucking children is what you're saying. You, you think that's good? Mm, I'm going to say... You're going to say that, hey, go ahead, fuck children... Just make movies like that, because I'm okay with that. Those two are... Connected. He didn't fuck... Here's what I'll say. He didn't fuck multiple children. He fucked with that one kid on the stupid movie Clown House. Okay. And really, hey, I tell my kids all the time, don't get in the van with strangers. Don't let somebody diddle your fucking dick. So, if at the age of 12, one of my stupid-ass kids lets somebody do that to them, well, that's on you. Because I've told you every day for years... Don't fuck with people you don't know. So, fuck that kid, and I got three good movies out of it. Four if you count Powder, because I think that's a good movie, too. Clown House really isn't that good. It's okay. So. It's better than Grave Encounters, too. No! No, the fuck it's not. Yeah, it is. It's not. No, it's not. But anyway, yeah, fuck that kid. He's stupid. See, why the fuck are you gonna let somebody fucking jerk you off or blow you on in the fucking green room anyway? Well, here, here's my thing, man. Why the fuck does any of that matter when we're talking about a film? I don't fucking care what the filmmakers do. I care about the film. I don't care what you say about your product. Once it's out, it's the universes. Okay. Now you're talking about the ending, and you're you're saying. That the sister within that would have made the ending better. Yeah, it would have been really good. No. You don't see, you see no payoff in running, as as him as now an adult running into his fucking sister. You know what I, I mean? You don't I see the payoff think, there? I actually think that would have hurt the quality of the ending. The quality of the ending? Yeah, that entire third act is what I love about that film. Wow. Honestly, I, I, that I don't it know made me say, the very first time I watched it in the theater, I jumped in my seat. That is the thing I constantly remember. And you know, that is the thing that affected me. I don't need Heather Donahue in there disrupting the flow of that. I don't need that. I need what they gave me exactly. I need that that haunted house ride. And that's exactly what that third act is from beginning to end. That third act is a fucking roller coaster ride, man. It's like it takes you into a haunted attraction and you have to live through it vicariously. Okay, through no, that. you know what? I'll I'll give you that. It definitely does feel like like a like a good haunted house experience because I I will concede that that point of it with the you know the tunnels and everything the different the angles the running tunnels, back into the, the kid you open one door and then it slams behind you and turn around there's three doors there now or you're walking around and you see somebody step through and you go in and the room there's no one yeah. there the lightning what movie flashes. does that sound like though 
Hmm. I, it would be crazy so if many like, there was films. another movie that came out like but at where they were in a house. One of them, or maybe maybe like a good. like an insane asylum where one door led into a different world, but the house was always changing. Maybe they're ghost hunters or something. I don't know. I'm just yeah. saying, if a movie had came out like that prior to this, uh-huh. and, and it wasn't that, done as well as the third act. Period. Hmm, I don't know. I do that. Because, because I love Grave Encounters. I own Grave so. Encounters. I've seen it several times, shown it to several people, and at no point, first, second, or third act, do they pull off anything as engaging or as frightening as that third act. Yes, of Grave Encounters, third act of Grave Encounters. I no, totally no, agree. no. That's where they drop the ball, man. Mm, no. Okay, so you're saying. Watching a guy <laughs> eat a rat in a tunnel, and then yeah, uh, the ripoff from the House on Haunted Hill remake where you run into the doctors—that's scarier. No, this ending is fucking terrifying. No, it's not terrifying. It was to me that creature. Every single time scares the shit out of me. Not a see. And let, let let's just address scary the movies aren't aren't scary and. It, Whenever you start bringing in witches and the supernatural and shit, I mean, they, they inherently get less scary. To you, maybe. Uh, yeah, because I'm an adult, and I know there's no such thing as magic. See, that, that's, so, the, that's the thing, man. I, I mean, that's that's what it is. It's like, yeah, I can take it for what it is sometimes, and, you know, sometimes, yeah. And for this hour and 20 minutes, is magic real? Sure. Are ghosts real? Yes. But you gotta put me into that world, and Blair Witch is very ineffective at putting me into a world where I believe in a witch and a haunted woods and a magical house that lights up like an alien spaceship. I don't get that, man. I do not get that. I don't get how that's... Okay, did the first one engage you? The first one? Yeah. Because how it's a, did this one not then? How <clears throat> this one was more focused on, ch- you know, trying to recreate the first one, whereas the first one. Oh, felt okay, like, okay, okay. So this one rehashed the original but, too much. Yeah, no, th- but no. Not, so you no, also hated the Force Awakens because let's face no, facts, that's basically Star yeah, Wars dude, the Force all Awakens over again. Th- does suck, but you know okay, why I'll ride that movie. Do you know why I will dick ride the movie? Is because I fucking like Harrison Ford. I like Chewbacca. I like Princess Leia. So, no shit, I'm gonna like it. But it doesn't mean it's a good movie. You know? I know it's not good. I know they rehashed the fucking movie over again. But yeah, like, I'm gonna fucking like it and I'm gonna watch it. But to say because that it's they rehashed something... Like, it's a bad but no, thing. Here's it's not the a thing. bad thing, man. No, it's, it's not terrible. And yeah, it it fills that weird void that, you know, a lot of times where it's like, I just want Robert England to be Frank Krueger again. Nope. They don't can want redo, it. redo the same shit over again. As long as it's Robert England being Freddy, nope. I'm going to be happy. Don't want it. doesn't it. even matter if the movie's good or not. I'm still going to be happy. Same way as like Freddy versus Jason the movie fucking sucks, but I love it. Like I hate that fucking movie, but I love that fucking movie. Now this Blair Witch it really wants to be like a good follow up to the first Blair Witch, but that first one, and you know, I hate to use this word, but it's real like art house. It's groundbreaking. Study. 
You know what I mean? The, the thing it's, about that first one... It's more character-driven, and you're really invested into these three people, and you truly believe that these three people are lost in the woods, and you're watching them die. Like, honestly, for the longest time, I thought these three people had died, <laughs> and that it was real. So I genuinely believe that some crazy shit happened, and three people died, and I just got to see it. Like... Yes. You're, okay. I just watched three people die. So almost here, you're almost saying this is too glossy, then. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Thanks. That's actually a really good way of putting it. it. It's too Hollywood. Yes. That actually, yes, that's the best way I could say. It. You know. Thank you. Okay. Um. I, I honestly don't know what to say to that because you know that's what the film was trying to do was trying to take the aspects of the original bring them into the modern age and make them you know more like a modern film and evolve the story which it was successful in doing all that and provide you with you know enough to make you wanting more and really the thing that i have to take away from this is that this is a very, very polarizing film for whatever reason. It still makes no sense to me why it's so polarizing. But it is a very polarizing film where you either like it or you hate it. And, and I I don't know if that's because, you know, which films is, are, are kind of out passe now or if uh, it, it's the found footage aspect of it. I really don't get it because I've heard so many people complain about, you know, oh, it's found footage. Oh, it's rehashing their original. Well, no shit. It's been, what, how many fucking years you need to update that story. You need to evolve that while reminding people of their origins. Um, and I've heard so many people say, you don't see anything. This is the point of this fucking film. Not every single film needs a killer standing in front of you dripping in blood being like, I'm going to kill you. No, sometimes what you don't fucking see or the glimpses you just get and your mind fills in is more frightening. And if you are not imaginative enough to enjoy something like that, in my opinion, you're a fucking retard. And I'm not insulting everyone out there that, well, actually, you know what? Fuck it. I am. If you can't enjoy something where your mind's got to fill in something just a little bit where you actually have to use a little bit of brain power and everything's not force fed to you on a spoon. You are a fucking retard. You realize this movie is force fed to you on a spoon, right? How so? How so more so than any other film out there? Yeah, there is dialogue scenes, but compare this to the witch. Okay. Okay. Which one of those two do you have to use your fucking imagination? Is it the Blair Witch where we got this stupid fucking drone shitty shot of somebody being killed, thrown through a fucking tree? Or is it the Witch where we have to really decide which side of the story we are going to take? Which Either side the of the story? What? Really? Yeah. In the Witch? Yeah. You, you gotta decide whether this is all just hocus pocus mumbo jumbo and we're just dealing with a crazy fucking family or is the Witch really will... Ri- 
really real. Really real. Well, obviously it is. Or, we see her fucking kidnap the child and kill it and turn it into paste. That do, yeah, that doesn't even mean that's a fucking witch. That could just be some crazy ass lady. That just also proves that you don't shit. know a whole lot about witchcraft. Uh, and you're the fucking expert of witchcraft. Never said I was an expert, but I know enough to know that that's the witch's paste. Oh, shut up. Oh, my God. The point of that movie <laughs> is, no, look, history-wise, the, the bathing in you know virgin blood and the blood of infants and shit, sure, but could that just be bullshit to sidetrack you from the story and you don't really find out what is real until the very end of In the Witch? It, it you have to fucking use even your then. Imagination. You what's have to real? decide. Oh, did she just yeah. snap? I'm... Or did yeah? Is that ending even real, or is she just fucking crazy? Exactly. Okay. So, so, but the Blair Witch, obviously, it's fucking real. Everybody's dying. His sister died. You don't have to imagine shit. It's being handed to you on a spoon. Here's no. a drone. Open your mouth. Oh, oh, oh. you are so. And because full of we shit, can't man. afford, and because we don't have a good budget for special effects, we'll show you like three seconds of a fucking kill. But you can't even really make out the kill. That's not but the point of the film. It's the not point a fucking slasher movie. film. It's not a slasher film. I didn't ask for a slasher film, but if somebody's gonna die, can I fucking see it, or do I have to? Uh, not even use my imagination, try and piece together this shitty fucking shot because you couldn't even DP the thing correctly because you wanted to go found footage. So, really, your big complaint is you didn't get to fucking see the monster or the kills. Are you fucking serious? No, I did get to see the monster, and the monster looked shitty. Oh, dude, that thing was awesome. Oh, you tell me one really? thing in fucking Grave Encounters that looked better than that. That CGI stretched face. Fuck you. Mm. Exactly. Tell you what was better in Grave Encounters than that shitty fucking Independence Day monster at the end of the Blair Witch. Huh. Yeah. I'll, I'll none, say the rat. None, none of the rat creatures. in the tunnel. The rat in the tunnel is better than that. Oh, yeah, with that jump the, cut uh, where it's obviously a rat and then it's a plastic rat. Yeah. Still practical. So, yeah, so was that monster, jackass. Um, no. The monster sucked. The monster Even looked awesome. Was... The monster looked <laughs> awesome. My favorite part of the film. No. And now, and now it's a monster movie. Aren't all witches basically monsters? No. No, that's a very derogatory statement. Not all witches are bad. Yeah, they are. What about Glenda the Good Witch? You, you're going to bring up Disney. Disney has mm. no place on this show. That's It's a Warner Brothers, Wizard of Oz. But somehow Disney did acquire the rights to certain things. I I don't understand how that works either. Like, maybe maybe Wizard of Oz is just such an old story that it's public domain. Because, you know, I, I was talking about that. Not to get sidetracked, but you did bring it up. Wizard of Oz shows up on Once Upon a Time. You actually brought it up, but... You said Disney. ABC, uh, yeah, ABC 
is owned by Disney. They do Once Upon a Time. They've been doing a lot of that. But the the original Wizard of Oz, I don't. It's not a Disney picture. Yeah, could have fooled me. So is it? Is the the story though? Wizard of Oz is that public domain? Uh, probably not. <coughs> it's not important. I, okay, I'm sorry I sidetracked. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, fuck. What was the last thing I said before? The good. Yeah. No, witches are evil. So. Uh, actually, what you said last was, you are right, Jong, and I am sorry. No, because I never apologize for anything. Never apologize. It makes you look weak. Write that down. I think losing this argument makes you look weak, but, you know, that's my own opinion. If I had lost the argument, I would admit it. And I will concede, you know, the parts where you're right and I'm wrong... Such as your haunted house, third act. Uh, like I will, I will say that is inventive and different, and it does feel like you know a terror ride, but on screen. And, and, and you're honestly going to say that the rest of it wasn't an evolution of the first film? No, it just felt like, hey, we have this IP. Can you uh, make a movie and we'll slap the IP on it? Uh, see, I, said, I don't get that. And they said, okay, how much are you going to pay me? And they were like, a lot of money. And they were like, well, I have bills to pay. You know, we get these gimmicks called bills in the mail. Actually, and the way it went was gotta pay them. the studio went to them and was like, hey, could you make this? And they were like, absolutely. And who told you that? Uh, an interview that they did um, because it, it was in question in the beginning as to how much uh, the original creators like Mr. Sanchez was involved and as to if Mr. Wingard and his partner had the approval of them. And the way that it actually went is they had had a conversation with Mr. Sanchez about a week before they were approached. So they took that as approval. And you think people that want to work again in Hollywood would be like, nah, we, we were making a movie, but then they approach us and say, hey, we got this IP. Can you go ahead and fuck with your movie and we'll slap this IP on it? I don't you think they would come out into an interview and say that while they're still. Okay, let me put it to you this way. In Hollywood, if they actually did that, they are some of the best fucking filmmakers out there because this fits absolutely flawlessly into the Blair Witch universe. If Dude, you, you give me three weeks of reshoots and I will make the fucking Grave Encounters fit into the Blair Witch universe. You give me three weeks of reshoots on anything and I will make it fit into the fucking Blair Witch universe. That's not hard. That's filmmaking. No, that's not filmmaking because you've... You, just like me, have seen several films where that has been attempted, and it feels like that's been attempted. It doesn't feel like the real thing. This feels yeah, like the real the, thing. You got again the execution. You got to do it right, and I'm sure it could be done right. And once again, we're debating shit that doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. It, uh, it, we're talking about shit that has nothing to do with the quality of the film. Okay. Well, then let me say this. Th shit that does matter that I can prove because it is on the screen. The DP work, the, the way it's visually shot, 
is not well done. It is very amateurish and should have been executed far better by two experienced fucking veterans of the filmmaking process. The acting should have been of a much higher caliber, barring the one kid whose name is escaping me right now, but he's the one who ends up being, you know, stuck in the woods and stuff, ends up finding the videotape. That kid did a very good job. The the rest of the cast is very, very mediocre. I had no problem with the cast, Coming, and I thought the cinematography was fine. Especially to the, the black couple, and we're going to do all the fucking black couple cliché that we can think of up until the point where we actually kill the black couple first. Well, the black dude still counts. Then we will give you more very mediocre shots to let you know that we're in the woods, found footage, and then we're going to wrap it up with a big fuck you to show you that, haha, you are not watching a Blair Witch movie. You are actually watching Looper. I put that in my review. Because we're going to go all the way back to the beginning. Because the ending is the beginning and the beginning is the end. That was in the first one. No, that wasn't in the first one. It, it opened with, you know, the tapes were found, blah, 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 and then it went back. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, it didn't open with a fucking YouTube video but of them it, watching the their own But the explanation was already there that the tapes were hidden. And they're talking about the house. Okay, the house that they found, the Rustin Parr house wasn't fucking standing when the kids could have been there. They went to the ruins, pulled it out of the basement. That's where the tapes were found. This has always been lore of Blair Witch. Always. I want to say on that one point that that's incorrect and that they fudged it for the sequel. What? About the house and where the tapes were found in the the Blair Witch Project. No, uh, and I don't believe that was for the sequel. I believe that was a Curse of the Blair Witch. But I, as you know, I can't really recall right this second. I I think the, the visualization of the movie and the acting are not good and. Had that been better, maybe the story would have been better. But you can't come strong with one thing and weak on other fronts. You know what I mean? I, I you know can what have, you're saying. You can have the best actors in the world, but a shitty script is still a shitty script. Yeah, I, I you agree have a, fully You could have the best script in the world, but shitty acting is shitty acting. Yeah, I, I agree, but like I said... And a secondary character no point outshining everybody in the that. main cast is not a way, not a movie that's going to succeed. When the dude who's not a main character gives a performance that's super fucking believable and you truly believe that this dude has been stuck in the woods for like a month is outshining your, your supposed star of the movie, that's not a good fucking movie. Okay. I... I... I see your point. I don't agree with your point, but I see your point. Thank you. I understand what you're saying, but then again, to me, like I said, the acting, the cinematography, I had no problem with any of it. I was able to just go for the ride, and it's one fuck of a ride if you can do that. Mm. Apology accepted. I'm not apologizing because I'm right. It's okay. But like I already said, this is a very polarizing film. Accept your apology. 
this is a very polarizing film where you're going to be on one side or the other as it turns out i honestly i don't think there's a correct way of making a blair witch that'll make everyone happy really no and i mean that's the double-edged sword of it is it's something that really doesn't need a sequel because a a sequel doesn't work it does this is the perfect sequel in my opinion See, and now if if it wasn't found footage, people are going to have a problem with that. If we see too much, people will or will not have a problem with that. No matter where you go with this story, people are going to have a problem with something. So it's probably best that it just ends here with yet another mystery. Yeah, I would just never, you know, if you're going to redo this, remake the original then. You know, wait until... I'm in my 50s. And that way, the people that are going to see it probably have not seen the original. No, the way the way to remake the original is very simple. You wait for technology to catch up, and you make it one of the very first VR films. That's a pretty good idea. Yeah. You wait until you can fully immerse somebody in that story, in that situation, in that scenario... And that is really the only way I see you completely captivating everyone with this story again. So what did you end up giving this film for your rating? I don't do ratings anymore. Oh, you don't do ratings? I mean, I've ranted and raved about this, and it was number three of my top... Huh? I said, that sounds like some hipster bullshit. Like, I, I don't do ratings. I'm more of a mellow half-calf guy and i say it was illuminating i i don't really see the point in it because how many times do you do you look at a bunch of people and be like oh man i want to know what they think of it I, i've already told you what i think of it now putting there's a number there, actually, or a letter I mean, there's behind quite that a few people who i will see shit based on their ratings i do it and you should know this because you're one of them that many a times I'm like, well, what did you think of it? And you're like, this is pretty good. You know, I'll give it. And if you give it over a five in your ratings, that means it's probably pretty good. That's so average. I should see it. Like a five is a very average, average film, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> things that I give a nine to, you'll be like, hey, it was a six point five. Yeah, six and or, a half. Or is a seven. Getting out of average. So. If I had to put I, a number I still to tend Blair to look Witch. At, yeah, so movies that I haven't seen that you tend to, you know, lean pretty high on, I tend to see those. But, I mean, Blair Witch was just like one of those ones that you missed. Uh, to me, because it actually affected me. And I can't remember the last time a film did that i mean the last time a film did that was the green room but it didn't scare me it just made me incredibly tense yeah that was really good dude yeah um it was it is a tense movie yeah that's a good see how could you be so on the fucking you know on the bullseye with that movie because i'm not a hater man i'm not a hater um I, i i don't know i guess a nine wow 
which by the way uh, we used to really do ratings between yourself and I as to like purchaseability uh, for myself I've ordered the steel book from the UK knowing that I'm going to have to throw that disc away and buy one in the US to put in the steel book that's how much I like it why not just get a uh, region free player don't throw the disc away because I don't a, I don't have a region-free player. And yeah, I'm saying B, eventually you'll probably get one, though, because they're yeah, I'm more interested becoming... in getting 4K. And, and I do have some... Oh, that sounds like Michael J. talking. Now, I'm actually the one that convinced him to get 4K. Really? Yep. But... I'm not... Dude, I'm not doing... I'm not upgrading again. You know? Huh? I'm, no, no, no. If you're, if you're okay with your inferior product, that's fine, man. Yeah. But... I am... Uh, also, I'm not extremely happy with foreign UK kind of products. Uh, I think the the menu system's a little weird on them. That, that's just me, but you know, I, I'm so used no, to I, what I, we have. I know but... what you mean, but that's really high rating. I gave it a two, and, and I gave it a two out of ten, and uh, the two points was because I thought. Dude did a really good job, you know, the secondary character. I was like, if it wasn't for him, this would have no redeeming qualities whatsoever. It's just, it was really bad for me. As I said, very, very polarizing film. Yeah, I mean, literally, I don't think we could get farther away as if, unless you gave it a 10 and I gave it a 1. Yeah. It's real close to a 10 for me, and it's real close to a 1 for you, so. What did you give Green Room? I, like I said, I don't, I don't fucking give ratings anymore. I don't know. I've only seen that one once. I'd have to go back and rewatch it. Wow. Oh, can I get a good, bad, very good? Oh, really it was pretty bad. good. Okay. It was pretty good. I mean, it was rating under Blair Witch on my best of list, so. Yeah, it. I mean, let's be real, for anybody who's listening to this, you should watch Green Room before you watch Blair Witch, though. It's a really good movie. Two very, very different things. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're completely different. I mean, but you want it, something if... with a lot of tension, and you want to see uh, Patrick Stewart, man, do one of the best fucking villain roles I've seen in a long time. Oh, fuck that. Those kids man. were amazing. Yeah, no, they were, but I, I'm saying I really liked... You know, no, he immersed himself in that, but it, yeah, it didn't dude. blow me away. Um, I I thought his villain was as good as the villain he did in the uh, you know the Mel Gibson movie, uh, where he's a conspiracy nut, but he's actually right, and Patrick Stewart's trying to kill him. No, oh, yeah, vaguely, yeah. Well, I thought he did a bad guy just as good as that, if not better, but. You know, with the whole fringe white supremacy shit and the con, like, dude, it was, man, that's just a fucking good movie, dude. <laughs> it's so good. Eh, all right. Well, shit, it's getting late. All right. Um, all right, Rich, thanks for stopping by. We're going to have to wrap it up here and, uh. I'll be talking to everyone again later, hopefully with my uh, handicapped friends. So, yeah. Later, fuckers.
Wow. So I come in, and, um, I know we were supposed to record, um, a night, and John's like, well, no, um, you have the coffee shits, so I'll go and wait for Tony's special delivery, and you don't have to come in, because we got some, um, 4K Blu-rays in, 
and he wanted to sneak and check them. I said, okay, that's fine. You know, I guess you can check them if, you, if you'd uh, so like to be so inclined. So then I come in, and I find this, a disc that says, play me. So I put it in, and I click it, and I listen to it. Um, and wow, well, I gotta say, for a solo show, you did um, quite well. I thought it was enjoyable. I just, um, I wish you kind of would have let me know what you were doing. Then maybe I could have had the coffee shits in the bathroom at the store, and we could have extended my microphone so I could have done the podcast from the toilet. But again, wonderful show, sir. I hope everyone listening enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And I just wanted to tag the end of the episode with this. So thank you. And um, always for listening and for your support. And we will be back next week, probably, with some more fun and entertainment for you. That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.